You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is the Christmas season. Okay, technically it's still Advent, but we're preparing for Christmas. And that means we can talk about Christmas cookies and continue the series, which has been a lot of fun. It has been. In the interim, have you had a chance to make your Christmas cookies? I know you have one recipe that you can make. a single recipe that's happening tonight. All right. And I'm very excited. (laughs) It involves cranberry sauce. So, excellent. So, (laughs) I'm excited about the one that we have today. Because, well, one fun guest to Mm -hmm. fun recipe, I think, is Mm -hmm. in store if it's what I think it is. So looking forward (laughs) to talking about that. Joining us today, Kelly Nava, friend of the Coffee Hour and here in St. Louis. Mm. Kelly, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thanks so much, you guys. I'm happy to be here. So what role did Christmas cookies play for you as a child? Did they have a significant place in your childhood? Well, they did because... and. I don't know why this was a thing, but growing up, we would have Christmas at my grandmother's house. And my grandmother and my grandfather are very Italian, and Mm -hmm. they would have out platters of antipasto, or as we Mm -hmm. kind of like have modernized it, the charcuterie board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Back in the day, it was just, it was the antipasto platter. So that had like the, the salami and the cheese and the veggies and the nuts. But for some inexplicable reason, before dinner, there was always a platter of cookies next to the antipasto tray. (laughs) And so as a kid, you're like, yes, it's cookie time. It's cookie time all the time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's what we did. That's what we we Mm -hmm. did before dinner was snack on all the cookies. And it was fantastic. (laughs) That is quite a special, because normally it's like, oh, don't eat dessert before dinner. But when it's Christmas cookies, like they don't count. No, (laughs) it's a free for all. (laughs) Eat them all day. Did you have, do you have favorites from that cookie platter or, or other favorites from, from that time period? Of course I do. They're (laughs) very deeply ingrained in my memories. So my grandma would make, uh, you know, the standard like sugar cookies with the glittery sprinkles on them and the, the really crunchy, snappy gingerbread men with that rock hard icing on them. And then the best part, and again, I was a child at the time, but for some reason, rum balls were the thing that I gravitated to all the time. And that was like the highlight of my Christmas and has like just been the highlight of my Christmas every year since. Is silly little rum balls. Now, what constitutes a, a rum ball? Because I'm thinking as a child, that probably does not sound like an appetizing flavor. So what what was it about the rum balls? What constitutes a rum ball in, from your family's perspective? And honestly, they're not even that pretty looking. So I don't know why <laughs> as a kid I went for them. And that's, it's funny. I, I hoped you would ask me that because up until, you know, this week, I actually didn't know what was in a rum ball because I'd never made them myself. And there's a story behind that because my mother so gave you homework, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't mind it. I like to look this kind of thing. <laughs> but my mother-in-law makes cookie platters every year, but she knows that I love rum balls. So every year, like my portion of the cookie platter that she sends us gets bigger and bigger and it's always just full of rum balls just for me. <laughs> so I've had the luxury of never having to make these myself because <laughs> I have a supplier. <laughs> so I have learned, I've I've looked this up now and it's the weirdest Franken cookie. It's it's <laughs> it, it's from what I understand it's crushed up Nilla wafers Whoa. or sometimes just like chocolate wafer cookies and huh. a lot of sugar. 
and corn syrup and crushed up nuts mm-hmm. and rum. And then you just like roll it up and you don't bake it. So the alcohol doesn't leave, by the way. <laughs> <I'm scared. laughs> and then you coat it in powdered sugar and you just, they're soft and delicious. And I never knew what they were before today. <laughs> wow. That is, that is quite the recipe. Isn't I don't, it? it's like, it's like the ultimate of no bake cookies. Exactly. It's I almost suppose. like a truffle. Like if you were to coat yeah. that in chocolate, it would just, it would be a truffle. There you go. Right? Chocolate, ch- truffle, chocolate covered rum balls. There you go. Perfect. I'm doing that. Okay. Rather, I'm not doing that this year. I'm going to have my mother in law make that for me. I love you, Claire. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is that is quite fantastic. I don't think I've, I, I never knew what a rum ball was either. I suppose I thought it was uh, like like those uh, snowball cookies just with rum added, but that is, that is amazing. Yeah, what else does be. your mother in law supply you with other than <laughs> rum balls? Well, at Christmas time, she has her her set of Christmas cookies. Uh, jam thumbprints are a big deal. Mm-hmm. My husband, Jaime, really loves those ones. She does fudge, for sure. That's a classic. Oh, and she makes these little raspberry, like, crumble bars, too. Mm. Yeah, I think they're raspberry. Maybe they're blackberry. But yeah, that's that's kind of like the, the mother-in-law classic set for Christmas <laughs> of Christmas cookies. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. It's a dangerous time. Now you mentioned that you have your own supplier since your mother-in-law provides these for you. Are the are the rum balls kept specifically hidden just for mom, like just for you? <laughs> yes, that is. <laughs> I have no shame. Yes, they are my rum balls. Nobody else gets them. <laughs> Except for all the people listening now, no, when they come over, they're going to ask you where they are. Where the stash <laughs> oh, is. oh no, no, you're you're just going to have to look for those yourself. You know, within your comfort level of like breaching the bounds of propriety in my home. <laughs> now, but, now you mentioned your mother-in-law bakes, <laughs> makes a lot of these for for you uh, and for the family. Have you ever baked Christmas cookies? Do you have any experiences baking Christmas cookies? Oh, yeah. When we were younger, my mom and my sister especially, we would do um, just grotesque amounts of sugar cookies that we would decorate with the colored icing and the sprinkles and we would make little angels. And for a really long time, we cut out sugar cookies in the shape of gingerbread men and we would decorate them as ourselves, Hmm. like one for every member of the family. And that was kind of a tradition that we did growing (laughs) up. In later years, I started making, (laughs) this is so nerdy, um, (laughs) Wookiee cookies. Yes. I would take the gingerbread man shape, but like make it a little fuzzy around the edges, like and then decorate them mm-hmm. like Chewbacca. And they were Wookiee cookies. That's awesome. <laughs> that was a recent development with cookies. But now I've got little ones with food allergies. So we have sort of a limited array of things that we can do. But we do. We did uh, just make some gingerbread cookies this year. Uh, me and my youngest. Those other other shaped Christmas slash or uh, sugar slash gingerbread cookies are are very fun. I know there's a lot of iterations of of ways you can manipulate with the the angel is it the angel mm-hmm. cookie cutter mm-hmm. you can make is it baby Yoda you can make I feel like oh something like that yeah when you flip you it know, upside like, down it off and flip it around or something yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the, the the ninja gingerbread cookies are very fun also ah. ninja cookies ninja, ninja bread cookies ninja bread cookies yes. I love it I yes. love it that is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> So you mentioned food allergies, and I am quite familiar in the realm of trying to make yes. cookies with food allergies. What are some of your your secrets for making Christmas cookies fun with food allergies? I know a lot of families deal with that. Oh, yeah. 
goodness. So, I mean, to make it fun, if we're going to be doing the shape cookies, one of my kids is gluten intolerant. So we would just find it like a good solid gluten-free flour mix. And the the pre-made ones are usually better for shaped cookies because they're the most like conventional flour. Mm-hmm. Like if you try to do any other kind of like nut flour, it just it's not quite the same. So we can we can accomplish that. And that actually works pretty well. One one kid is gluten intolerant and the other can't have corn and potatoes, which are sometimes in gluten free products. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to kind of find the, the, the pre-made mixes that are cool with both of those things. But then also, I mean, who doesn't love like a good standard like chocolate chip cookie? And we've got like a fantastic chocolate chip uh, recipe that is totally allergy friendly in our house and we make that just a lot when we want cookies so that's kind of our Mm go-to special treat cooking that's awesome what are some of the the fun things that the kids enjoy doing when when baking cookies together yes i mean that's what we do best yeah i mean we call it sprinkle party it's (laughs) it's it's a riot of sprinkles (laughs) so we we try to make you know icing and chances are good that it will be pink (laughs) that is the color they choose and it is not Christmassy but it is what they want so pink and many sprinkles and that's that's what they love so they just make the girliest most fun cookies when it's cookie time and that gets them going we like that this is every week is Gaudete Sunday in the house that's exactly what I was thinking and we took some to (laughs) church and I was like well this is totally appropriate for Bible study today, please. Yes, <laughs> eat our pink cookies. That's there you right. go. <laughs> now you mentioned earlier some suspicious, uh, like sprinkle. You mentioned like glittery sprinkles and things ah. like that. We were just thinking about some of these suspicious ingredients from years gone by. We were talking about <laughs> what were some of the the crazy ingredients you had before, like glittery sprinkles and things like that, that you had before that we probably wouldn't even touch today. Like in our household, in addition to Sarah thinks it's really weird, there was wax in the chocolate that for the peanut weird. butter balls. <laughs> But we wow. also had these like really like little candied balls, but they were like silver, almost like oh, chrome. Yeah. Do you remember those? Yeah, I, I don't think those, those are safe to eat, but they were on our cookies. I remember I as a kid, they those. were like on the sugar cookies, yeah. especially the bells when yes. you always put it on the Christmas bell. Yeah. Were there other like random ingredients that were suspicious <laughs> as a child that you would not touch now? Oh, for sure. But now that you've brought up the little silver, what were those called? Oh gosh, are they like sugar bombs or something? No, probably not. But I, I know exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about, and we totally used those. Which I'm sure those were very toxic. They, they, they probably <laughs> had some right? kind of metal in them. I so imagine. Can get, How do you yeah. get that color and make exactly. it edible? <laughs> it was a chrome. They were like little chrome balls, and yeah, oh, the glitter sprinkles for sure. Because I mean. Like thinking, and I, I, I know these are actually still retailed, but because it, it, it's just like sugar granules that have been colored, mm-hmm. and it's like I just can't imagine the, the volume of food dye that we used to consume as kids because mm-hmm. you know these were like brightly saturated chemical colors that we just ate willy nilly. It was no big deal. And he said something about wax and peanut butter balls. And, okay, that, I know that's not something my grandma did, but she did make peanut butter balls with a questionable recipe mm-hmm. at one point. <laughs> like, I'll clarify. Like she, she made really good peanut butter balls, and then she lost the recipe and tried to recreate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So it took a long time, and her peanut butter balls were really weird for a while. <laughs> she was trying to nail it down. 
And I remember she would put things like protein powder and like wheat germ and oh. and just very odd ingredients. And we're like, no, grandma, no, this is right. Just trying to make oh, them healthy. Dear. <laughs> I know, but like 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 eighties and nineties healthy, which was just kind of like not to the point that we are now with healthy things. You know, it was just really badly flavored and textured. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that we have grown so much now. (laughs) Me too, honestly. We moved on to food allergies and accommodating those, but making good (laughs) memories with your kids. Thanks so much for sharing your fun stories. Any any other advice to us, uh, to fellow families or maybe parents, as they're looking to spend some time baking some Christmas cookies together this year? Oh, yes. uh, I don't know what kind of reaction this is going to get, but if you're planning on making like cookie platters for your pastor, make sure like 12 other people aren't doing the same thing. Word to the wise, uh, because pastor's kids all sugared up is not always good. <laughs> <laughs> this only happened to us one year. <laughs> and luckily, we only had one kid at the time, but still, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kelly, thanks so much for sharing these fun uh, cookie stories with us. You're thanks welcome. for being our guest in the coffee hour today. <laughs> of course. You've been listening to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.